and welcome to the first episode of Teen Survival Guide. Before I start, I just wanted to say that this is the first time I'm doing this, and although I am excited, I just want to say that I'm a bit nervous, but I hope it won't affect the quality of the show, and I want to apologize for any disturbances in advance, and I want to thank you guys for sticking and for listening. And before I get into the episode, I want to briefly mention why I chose to start a podcast in the first place. So I'm doing this as part of the project, but the whole point of this is that I have embarked on my self-growth journey last year when I was struggling mentally, and since then I have become more self-aware, and I have come up with my own mechanisms and ways to deal with some of the struggles that I experienced. And I want this podcast to be a space where I can share that and I can share my knowledge, what I've learned, and hopefully you guys will benefit from this because that's the whole point. Anyway, today's topic is going to be social media. I will briefly talk about my relationship with it and how it has affected my mental health and my self-image in the past, talk about the downsides of social media and what influence it has on our mental health, our self-image and productivity, as well as some solutions to these problems, in my opinion. I will also dive into the positive aspects of social media and how we can use it in a way that's beneficial for us and that stimulates our growth. All right, let's start with my relationship with social media. So before, I just want to add that I have never been like really active there. I mean, I never posted much. I feel like I'm just not one of those people. Because oh, I've had a lot of friends who just like post their entire lives there and, you know, all those influencers and stuff. But I, I just, I was just never one of those people who like, liked to share a lot or felt the need to share a lot there. Um, But yeah, I would say that a couple of months ago, is when I started noticing that social media actually has a bad effect on me. Because before, I mean, I would use it, and then I would feel, like, sometimes I would feel down or, like, worse after using it. But I wasn't really aware of, like, its impact on me, like, how it affected my mood and stuff. And then, yeah, a couple of months ago, it's when I started noticing its effects on me. And at first, it was just, like, little things. Like, it didn't have a huge impact on my mental health yet. I feel like it was more, like, it has really affected my productivity. I'd say that. And, like, my attention span and, like, my ability to focus in general. Because, like, when studying, for instance, I would just, like, when taking a break, I would just go on it. And then I would just, like, spend hours on it. Like, it was... It was my procrastination fuel, if you can call it that. I mean, because, like, once I opened an app, then I would just spend hours and hours on end, like, scrolling, like, mindlessly scrolling through it. And I just didn't have a stop button. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't stop. I had no self-control whatsoever. But, like, the first thing I would do when I would wake up in the morning, I would take my phone, I would go on social media, and I would just like spend hours like lying in bed and just scrolling. 
like without even realizing how much time has passed and that would be like the first thing I would do in the morning and it would be just so hard for me to get up or when I had like a day off you could say I mean like during the weekend when I had nothing to do this is how I would spend my free time like I'm not saying you always have to do something productive but you can also when you have a lot of free time like you can also use that time to like do something it doesn't necessarily have to be like work or school related doesn't have to be really productive but I just ended up wasting my whole days just like as I said sitting in bed and just mindlessly scrolling for social media and it didn't bring really anything into my life it made me feel bad I wasn't as I said I wasn't at first aware of it that much because like of course I would compare myself to other people on social media especially when I was feeling low And at first I wasn't really aware of that because I was doing it more on a subconscious level. However, I feel like the time when it has really started to affect my mental health was last summer when I went on holidays. It was around the time when I have set myself a goal to start being more active on social media, to not just use it in a passive way. And technically there's nothing wrong with that, it's actually a good thing. I would say that I chose to actually use social media in a creative way and actually use it to do something. However, my underlying motivator was a bad one because I wanted to use it to show other people how I'm doing, you know, that I'm doing well, I'm doing better and, you know, I'm living my, I'm living my best life and everything because that was around the time when As I said, last year I I embarked on my self-growth journey. You know, in the summer was one of like the highest moments in my life because that's when I really gained like self-confidence and I started to feel good about myself. So I just wanted to kind of show other people that. But kind of in reality, I feel like on a subconscious level, I just wanted to prove to myself how good I'm doing and, you know, how much I have changed. But anyway, that's that's not as important as what I'm going to get to it. But anyway, then I was supposed to go on this trip with my family. I mean, yeah, we went on this trip with my family. And I just swore to myself that I'm going to document like every single thing. I was going to take photos. I'm also going to take photos of myself. And I have just put so much pressure to make this whole trip like Instagramable. You know what I mean? Like I would take pictures of every single thing I would try to take pictures of myself and then I would get then I would get like really frustrated when I didn't like look good in a picture and when a picture like didn't like didn't go out well you know because like I'm a perfectionist so everything I do I just need it to be perfect but it's also I mean it's a good thing in a way But it's also my flaw, I could say, like my weak spot in a way, because sometimes I just get too caught up with it and I can't be satisfied with the present moment and I can't be satisfied with what I'm doing because I don't think of it as perfect. Anyway, so pretty much I spent the whole trip getting myself worked up over the fact that the photos I took aren't perfect or they aren't good enough for me to post or that. I don't look good in them and it has really taken a toll on yeah my mental health and on my self-image 
And that's when I started comparing myself to people again. But this time it was like on a conscious level, like I'll do it on purpose. Because, you know, when you when you see like pictures of other people, like on their feeds and Instagram and stuff, you kind of subconsciously start to compare yourself to them. But this time I was doing it on purpose. Like I was literally going on other people's feed. I was looking at their pictures from their holidays and I was just comparing those pictures to the pictures I have taken of myself. Obviously, most pictures aren't perfect. And I was just so critical like of myself, how I looked in the pictures. Like I literally analyzed every detail uh, or of how I looked in those pictures. Literally zoom, like zoom on certain parts of my body and like on my face, even if like on the standard size of the picture, it was so far away you couldn't like even see it. I would zoom like really close up to see how my certain body parts or my face looked. And yeah, I just I have fallen into this pattern where I kind of just didn't know how to enjoy myself anymore. I didn't know how to be in the present moment and I kind of forget or forgot why I went on this trip in the first place. I went there, you know, to spend some nice time, to enjoy myself, relax and spend time with my family. But instead, I have given myself this goal that I need to make this trip perfect and Instagrammable in every way. And I have made this goal that I have to, you know, take those pictures of myself. And then, as I said, I would get really frustrated if I couldn't take a, a good picture and I would compare myself um, to other people. That's how some of my insecurities developed. Um, that's pretty much why I started struggling with my eating habits in the first place because I kept seeing all those people, you know, on social on Instagram with I mean, you know, in those bikini photos with their perfect bodies and stuff. And I just started feeling insecure about my body because it hasn't looked exactly like theirs, even though there was nothing wrong with my body. Now now I can see that, you know. Uh, but anyway, I'm just gonna get into the downsides of social media. I feel like I started talking about that already uh, while mentioning my personal experience. So first of all, that comparison that I have already started talking about. We probably all know that what we see on social media in some way isn't real. I mean, I'm not saying that everything is edited. I'm just saying that when people post on social media, they choose what they want to post and they choose the aspects of their lives they want to share. So that idea that they create of themselves, like that version of themselves they create on social media is somewhat fabricated because we obviously all have our ups and downs and we all have our high, high moments. Uh, when we feel good and then we feel proud of ourselves. So we obviously want to share that with other people. But what we don't see on social media are those low moments, you know, those downs that we all have and we all struggle with. And we usually tend to compare ourselves to others when we feel low. Because that's kind of a way in which we cope and a way in which we try to fill that void. And we often go on social media when we feel down and we feel low because usually, you know, we're, we just don't have anything better to do then. And it's just kind of a way to distract ourselves 
ourselves, and that's usually when we fall into this trap of comparison, because we usually compare ourselves to others when we, you know, when our confidence is low, as I said, and when we feel low, because usually when you feel good about yourself, and you know, you're thriving, and your confidence is up, you don't really feel the need to compare yourself to others, so usually, so we usually compare ourselves when we feel bad about ourselves, so we tend to always like put ourselves lower than those people like automatically and we tend to just look at ourselves in a bad light and we tend to compare our low moments to those high high to those highest moments of those people like what they put out on their feet if that makes sense and obviously that comparison has a detrimental effect on us it impacts our mental health it impacts our self-esteem and our self-image and our body image, I would say in particular, because I would say we usually compare ourselves appearance-wise. However, that's not the only way in which we compare ourselves to others. When you're feeling low and when, you know, usually when you're feeling low, you're not really doing much, like, right? You don't really even have the energy to get out of bed sometimes. And then you go on Instagram, which is like one of the worst things you can do. And you go through your friends' stories and you see just them having the time of their lives. And I don't know, going out with their friends. Obviously, it doesn't have to happen always. I mean, they don't post always. But let's just see. You see some of your friends who are now having a great time. They're going out and then you start feeling guilty. You start feeling like you're wasting your time and why you can't be like them. Another thing I want to talk about is the pressure to perform. Uh, it's kind of associated with comparison as well, because when we tend to compare ourselves to others, we kind of tend to forget about things we have, and we tend to focus on what we don't have and those other people have. And then, you know, we strive to have those things as well. So we mold and we change ourselves depending on what we feel like other people would like to see in us. You know, we strive to live up to those other people's expectations and to those other people's best versions, you know, themselves that they put out on the internet. Like, like I used to, yeah, I kind of used to be like that, that I would just see, you know, all those accounts, all those people on Instagram, and I would just focus on what they have and how great they're doing, and I would just focus on what I don't have and, like, they have, and I would be like, like, I have to have that too, you know, she's wearing that, She's doing that, I have to wear that too, I have to do that too. And we just tend to change ourselves and like mimic those people that we feel like are better than us and that we compare ourselves to. And also even even we, I mean, by wanting to like put up this best version of yourself on social media, like I wanted to, to like prove to others and show them how great you're doing you're also creating a version of yourself, like a standard that your real-life version has to live up to. There are also some dangers associated with posting on social media in itself, because we also often post, it's also kind of subconsciously, as it was in my case with, you know, wanting to post uh, for my trip and stuff. We kind of post because we crave that validation from others. And social media gives us that. 
I mean, for all those likes and comments, you know, we post, we get those likes, we get compliments, and it makes us feel good. And we start to depend on that feeling because it's a pleasant feeling. So when we start to depend on that validation and those compliments from others we receive on social media. And it kind of becomes a problem when the way we view ourselves and the way we think of ourselves depends on that validation we receive. Because yes, you might receive compliments on social media, but then when you post something and you know you don't receive the usual praise or people are just they just don't get that engaged in your post, then you start to feel bad and you start to feel like something is wrong. So your mood and pretty much your whole perception of yourself depends on what other people think of it. And then when you get a hateful comment, which it doesn't have to be anything huge, but an unpleasant comment, which it all sometimes happens, then you take it way more personally and it hits you like way more harder because of that. Pretty much how the whole addiction to social media is created because you start depending on the validation that you can receive from others there. And that's pretty much why people feel the constant need to post. We also then tend to go on social media when we feel bad, when we feel low. Because it kind of allows us to temporarily fill that void. I mean, it is a quick fix. It doesn't help you in any way in the long term. However, it's a quick, as I said, it's a quick and temporary fix. When we feel low, when we feel bad, we tend to go on social media as a way of distracting ourselves. And then also we rely on that validation that we received from others there. And we also then start to compare ourselves to others as a coping mechanism. And I mean, comparison doesn't only have to work in this way that you feel inferior to others. You can also fear, feel superior than some people and then you can feel, feel inferior than others. I mean, it doesn't have to go one way. Both ways are bad, of course, but then we use the feeling of feeling superior to someone as a way to make ourselves feel feel better which also brings me to the next point about those comments we often tend to project our own insecurities onto other people which is also something i used to do regarding my body image when i felt bad about my body i would compare my body to other people's compare myself to other people's and i would try to kind of find my insecurities in them like if i felt some insecure about something i had I try to spot those things in other people to make myself feel better about it. And although I never projected that in a way that I never wrote any hateful comments towards anyone, I would say, in my opinion, this is one of the primary reasons why people write hateful comments in the first place, when they see something that they don't like about someone or are even disgusted of it, because it's often their own insecurity. And there might be nothing wrong with the person towards whom that hateful comment is directed. It's just an insecurity that the person making the comment has that, and they're projecting that insecurity onto other people for those comments to make themselves feel better. And then I want to, now I want to also dig into something which I have already mentioned in the beginning. Uh, which was that scrolling, you know, in the mornings and pretty much 
that mind that's scrolling just like going and I would say that TikTok I mean Instagram has reels now as well um but TikTok is probably one of the worst apps for that because those videos are so short that you kind of lose track of time and you just keep scrolling through them you see one and then you're like oh it's just another one you know they're so short and then you end up scrolling like that for hours and that mindless scrolling is really detrimental to you. I mean, even if you don't have anything to do, it's not a good way to rest. And you're actually wasting your time that way. Because you could do so many other more productive things. And it just doesn't bring anything into your life, really. And it just makes you exhausted. That's one of another problems of social media. That once you go on it, it's so easy to like, get caught up in it. Because it stimulates our brain so much that you just you just lose your boundaries and you don't know how to stop. It also generally affects um us. It causes us to be distracted. I mean as I mentioned during studying, like obviously it's crucial to take breaks when you're studying and when you're working. However, one of the worst things you can do while taking such a break is going on social media. Because when you tell yourself you're gonna take a five minute or a ten minute break and you open TikTok you end up taking a one-hour break. I mean, that's what happened in my case. I just lost track of time. I got distracted. And I just ended up wasting time by mindlessly scrolling for those TikToks because they're so short. And then I would just feel guilty and I would feel bad about it. Okay, now what can we do about it? So first of all, one of the most important things, because social media can be a great tool. I mean, if it's used in a control manner, um, if you control like the way you use it and the amount of sp time you spend on there, but most importantly, how how you choose to use it, it can be a great tool and it doesn't have to have a bad impact on you. So you have to set boundaries with it. You have to use social media, as I said, in a controlled way. So one of the, I have a few examples of how you can do that. These are just some of the things that have worked for me and that I have been sticking with. And I know it's difficult to break those habits at first, so you have to be patient. Don't get discouraged right away if you fail once or if you fail to implement something or, you know, you go back to your old habits. I mean, it happens with everything. So, yeah, don't get discouraged right away. Okay, so the first thing you have to, like, you have to do, I mean, the first thing I recommend doing is decluttering your page. I mean, especially now, now it's a great time for this as we get into the new year. And what I mean by that is, like, go through the people and, like, the pages you follow. Unfollow people, accounts that make you feel bad about yourself. And it doesn't necessarily have to be those people's fault. I mean, of course, unfollow people who say racist things or are homophobic or promote, like, unhealthy body image or unhealthy beauty standards. Of course, and follow those people because they're they're spreading bad, they're spreading, they're using, they're using their platform to spread bad ideas, bad detrimental to other people possibly ideas. So obviously, unfollow the people. But I'm just talking about people in general. I mean, it it can be your peers, it can be your schoolmates. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily have to be anything wrong with those people. It's just that they might evoke certain emotions in you. You know, they might like stimulate your insecurities. And 
once you you know you spot such accounts such people who make you feel bad about yourself ask yourself why they make you why this particular person makes me feel that way maybe it's um maybe they have something that you don't and you feel insecure about that and it doesn't necessarily have to be their fault but it causes you to compare yourself to them because of that and once you ask yourself what emotions and insecurity like and, and insecurities they evoke in you when you can acknowledge those feelings and you can actually use them for growth i mean once you acknowledge those feelings and work for them and then you realize why they made you feel that way i don't really know if if what i just said makes sense but what i wanted to say is yeah but the point of this the bottom line is that you have to unfollow people make you feel bad about yourself who bring who bring out those bad emotions in you who cause you to compare yourself to others and to project your insecurities onto them and yeah ask yourself why you feel that way and acknowledge those feelings and you can work for them and use that for your own self-growth you can like declutter your room for instance declutter your page also because you often keep on following people who you're like not really in touch with anymore and like ask yourself why are you even following them like why are you still dwelling on that because and I used to I mean I would say I feel like I still do I think I need to declutter my own page but anyway I would follow a lot of people who are like not really in my lives anymore and who I'm not really in touch with in touch with anymore and when I just like go for their stories or go for their accounts makes me feel weird I mean it starts to also evoke those unpleasant feelings in me especially I mean I'm not saying that we had to necessarily end on bad terms but just people I'm not really in touch with anymore so yeah just declutter your page so as I said declutter your page stop following people who make you feel bad about yourself or people who you're not really who are no longer really in your lives yeah so declutter your page and you can unfold people who make you feel bad about yourself, who evoke bad emotions in you or your insecurities, or people who are just no longer in your life and you feel bitter about that and you don't even know why you're still following them. Yeah, now is the time to do that. Okay, another thing is to take a break when you catch yourself, when you feel like you're spending too much on social media when you feel like you have been wasting time and you feel like it starts to affect you, like you feel exhausted, as I said, you feel like you have been wasting time and spending it unproductively because we often tend to feel guilty uh, about it, like when we waste time on social media. But guilt is an unproductive feeling. I mean, it won't change any, you won't change the past, you won't change what you did. And yeah, so just it's important to catch yourself and like hold yourself accountable in a way. I mean, when you feel like you have been spending too much time on it, just try to take a break from it. Try to not use it, use it for a while and channel that time to do something else, to do something productive or to engage yourself in activity that you enjoy and that makes you feel good. The next thing, and this is crucial, is to stop scrolling first thing in the morning, especially first thing in the morning. And you probably acknowledge that. You probably acknowledge that it's detrimental for you. But I know because I've been there. 
And I know that it's hard to resist and that it's hard to break that habit to stop doing that. So what you can do is you can put your phone in another room or you can put it out of reach. So that that will kind of stop the urge to scroll late at night or in the mornings. Because when you have to get up, when you have to actually make an effort to reach your phone, because when your phone is like on your bedside table, you know, it's accessible, like you don't even have to get out of bed. So obviously, even subconsciously, like the first thing you do when you wake up, you reach for your phone and then you go on social media and you end up wasting like the first hours in the morning. However, when it's out of reach and you actually need to make an effort to get it, you have to actually get up, then you're less likely to do it and you'll probably start thinking about something else and yeah, you might, you might engage yourself in something else. But also, I swore to myself that I'm not going to use my phone until I get up and I actually have established a routine in the morning, which is what really helps me. So before I reach to, you know, take my phone, I get up, I mean, I go to the bathroom, I get ready or I make breakfast or like I have my coffee or I work out if I feel like it. And once I kind of start doing something, I kind of get into my day. I kind of start to lose that need to go on social media, I've noticed. Also, I kind of I kind of remembered now. What's also really nice about putting your phone out of reach. This is very helpful if you're struggling with waking up and with getting up in the morning. To struggle with getting up with the first alarm. What I recommend doing as well is putting your phone out of reach because then when you actually have to get up to turn off your alarm, you're less likely to get into bed again. So that's really nice if you you aren't doing that already and you struggle with getting up, I recommend that. That's not necessarily related to social media, but it's related to your phone. So I thought I'll mention that. And yeah, that's, that's my advice. That's my solution for those late night and morning scrolling. Um, another thing is just take some time off of it. If, As I said, if you feel like social media has been affecting you in a bad way, if you feel like it had it, it has a bad influence on you, like it can be any of those things I mentioned before, just take some time off. I mean, you can turn off your phone, you can turn your off your notifica- notifications. I mean, it's good to kind of get off once in a while you know and instead you can if you have a lot of free time and you don't know what to do with it I mean you can try to it obviously requires more effort than just going on social media but you can engage yourself in a different activity it can be as I said something you enjoy doing something you 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 know you'll feel good after doing and it's just such a better way to spend your time in it's so much more beneficial to you than that mindless scrolling or you can turn your notifications on so you're not tempted to keep checking your phone for no reason. Because when my phone is on silent, I'm now, I'm now, this is like a whole separate thing from taking time off of social media. I'm talking in general that when you turn your notifications on, because one of the things associated with social media is the fear of missing out. You have probably heard about that. Going on social media. You know, it all happens so fast that we all feel like we're going to miss something. So often when we're anxious or stressed out, we tend to just take our phone and like check our notifications for no reason, even if we didn't get any. 
So turning them on kind of helps because it ensures you that you will get notified, that you will hear it when something happens. So you don't just mindlessly keep checking your phone. Another thing is to uninstall apps that have a bad influence on you. I mean, you don't necessarily have to uninstall them. However, when you just like can't resist them, when you can't stop yourself from going on them, the only thing you can do is uninstall them. And that is really helpful to like take some time off from them and like evaluate their impact on you. Another thing is blocking people. So don't hesitate to block people who are harassing you. Because as I said, people often project their own insecurities on others for those hateful comments. So those hateful comments, they're not about you. They're just a projection of other people's insecurities on you. And we obviously tend to believe them and we tend to internalize those people's projections. And kind of one of the only ways to deal pretty much with people who are harassing you or people who are writing hateful comments is to block them. And don't feel bad about it because if they're harassing you, if they're having if their comments have a bad impact on you, you have every right to block them. So another thing is to set boundaries with people on social media. It can be some people you have a relationship with over the social media, like some online friends, or just like your friends in general when you're like texting each other or like or DMing each other. Um, or it can be a community if you have a community there. I mean, it's important to set boundaries with those people because often when we're texting someone, especially when, you know, someone on the other end, they're feeling low and they need our help. We obviously care about those people. We want to, want to help them. But we also tend to sacrifice ourselves in the way. So it's important to remember about ourselves and don't expect too much of ourselves. And you can also book people if they don't respect your boundaries. That's all right. So it's important to set firm boundaries with other people and not engage yourself in something in which you don't feel like engaging or you feel like it's too much. Like obviously, it's great to help other people and I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I'm not encouraging you to be selfish. However, when you're helping other people, you also need to still remember about yourself. And when you feel like helping others or living up to other people's demands is too much for you and it's taking a toll on you, you can always say no. So I want to end this podcast, um, I mean, I want to end this episode with a positive touch. I want to end it on the bright side in an optimistic way. So I'm just going to talk about some positive aspects of social media and also how we can use it in a way that's beneficial for us. So social media is a powerful tool. And if it's used in the right way, it can be used in a good way and it can be used in a way that's beneficial for you and in a way that enriches you and stimulates your own growth. There are many great things about social media. It allows us to come across people who are like us, who had similar experiences and people who we can relate to. There are, there are of course, people in real life to whom we can relate to. But obviously, you know, the amount of people we know in real life is way smaller than the amount of people there on social media. So it just allows us to meet all kinds of people and find people who are similar to us. 
other people's work, I mean, what they do on social media can also be inspiring to us and can encourage us to create our own work. For instance, for me, I have listened to a lot of podcasts regarding mental health and self-growth, and it has been inspiring for me to start my own podcast. It also provides opportunities for people. I mean, it's also a source of income for many, and it's how you can meet other people and how people are noticed, you know, in general nowadays when it comes to jobs like, I know, acting or modeling. And it provides, it also, regarding mental health, it provides resources for dealing with mental health because you might not always have such resources in real life available and social media is so vast that you can find information and help about anything there pretty much and of course I'm not saying that like for instance this podcast should replace professional help because I'm not a professional however social media can give you some perspective regarding such issues but it won't replace professional help and I want to highlight that it also gives people who may not have had that opportunity in real life or in mainstream media like marginalized people or minorities it gives them a chance to share their voice and to speak up so it gives people representation it's in general a space where people get the opportunity to speak up for themselves to share their voice to share their opinions which is pretty much what i'm doing for this podcast and if social media was non-existent i would never have the opportunity to do that to be able to share my opinions and my thoughts with so many people and we can also be positively influenced by others i mean social media creators they don't have to bring out the worst in us you just have to choose the right people to follow which i'm gonna get into later but we can be positively influenced by others and what other people do can inspire us be a source of motivation for us to create our own work or to get inspired to get engaged in something or to start doing something as it was for me in case of my podcast. So now I just have a few tips for how we can use it in a beneficial way. So first of all, don't just use it passively. And by passively, I mean that mindless scrolling, I mean just consuming content. You can use it in in an active way. You can use it to create something. And if you're like me and you don't really feel like sharing with your life on social media, you can still use it to create something else. You can create things anonymously like I'm doing for this podcast. It's just try to keep that balance and don't get too caught up in just consuming that content when you can actually use social media to your benefit and to actually create something. But if it doesn't sound appealing to you, also no pressure. You don't have to. But social media should be used in a controlled way. And you have to just look out for how you use it and how much content you consume. So when it comes to that content you consume, I guess, uh, look out for what what exact content you consume and how it influences you. Because you can use, when you use social media in a controlled way, and by mean, by that I mean choose the content you engage yourself with and as I said you don't engage yourself with that content that affects you in a bad way and you don't follow you don't go through 
those accounts that make you feel bad. So yeah, watch out for the content you consume and for how it influences you. So if something has a bad effect, effect on you, notice that and stop following that account, stop going through your content. Instead, follow people who inspire you, people who make you feel good about yourself, people who encourage you to grow and who encourage you to become your better self, people who motivate you. And you can also use social media for inspiration, which is kind of something that I enjoy doing. Because instead of just scrolling through people's accounts, like mindlessly on Instagram and getting, you know, caught up in their lives and they're just getting, it doesn't really bring anything into my life, getting so engaged in that. But instead I start using Pinterest, for instance. I think Pinterest is one of the best social media platforms out there because, I don't know, it just had it just has a good effect on me because... I don't really tend to compare myself to other people there, mainly because people just save photos there. So it's not anyone's feed in particular, but I use it for inspiration. I mean, I find cooking recipes there. I find fashion inspiration there. So it's great. And it's really, it's really motivating for me. And I love going on there and I love using it. And I just wanted to say two last things before I end this episode. Social media don't owe you anything and you don't owe anything to people who follow you. And what I mean by that is that often when we follow some influencers or uh, some public people, you could say, or some celebrities, they, they share a certain extent of their lives with us. And because they share that with us, they start sharing more and more, we kind of start to feel entitled to information and we demand that information and we demand that they share our things with us. However, it's their lives and they choose what they want to share with us. So they don't owe us anything from their lives and the same is for you. You choose what you share and you don't owe anyone anything. Thing I want to say regarding that comparison and that pressure to perform is that you can't be your best self if you're striving to be somebody else's. Comparing yourselves to others and we're striving to have what they have and to be like them, then when we finally accomplish, we accomplish it, we won't feel fulfilled or happy. It won't be real happiness because then we'd start to compare ourselves to someone else and we'll just try to pursue things that we don't have. But instead, we should focus on things we have and be grateful for what we have. That is what has really helped me when I was feeling low and when my confidence was low and when I was comparing myself uh, to those other people on social media, I was focusing mainly on what I don't have. And that gratitude, being appreciative of what we have, has really helped me um, in like pursuit of my own happiness you could say and yeah when you focus on you what on what you have and what you really want to have and not on what you want to have because other people have that would be really beneficial so the lesson the moral from this is to focus on what you have instead of on what you don't have and what you feel like sh- you should have because other people are having it That was all I wanted to talk about in today's episode. 
Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next one.